0: So this is the very, well, you know what? I'm not gonna say that. This is an episode of Makeup Your Life. I don't know how I'm gonna order these yet. But uh, what we're gonna do with this show is introduce people to the world of makeup that they might not be familiar with, show them a few different routes on how to get into the makeup industry. Myself, selfishly, I get to learn even more about makeup because it's my full-time job, is marketing it. And I haven't lived in that world, yeah. I don't do anybody's makeup, but I got to market it. Any (laughs) hoozles. what we want to get for you, what you're going to get out of this podcast is an opportunity to relate what your uh, life has been so far to what people are going to see, or these different paths that you could see to get to where whoever we're talking to week after week, like how did they get there? How can I see what I'm doing now and maneuver my path into that direction? So, my co-host, except for one episode, because I have recorded one episode and unfortunately I I'm sorry.
1: You've recorded an episode We'll do an me? intro
0: together and <laughs> <laughs> We'll do the intro and then um I'll do five minutes and you'll you'll review how I did without you. How how's that sound? Fair
2: enough. But right, my then.
0: co-host <laughs> is is Kelsey. Kelsey, I want you to introduce yourself a little bit, and of course, uh this is coming after our preview episode, which hasn't been recorded yet as we're talking, but we know it's coming. But Kelsey, what, what are you doing here for us as, as the novice in makeup, uh, Matthew Klink is, who is Kelsey?
1: Kelsey is somewhat of a novice in makeup (laughs) artistry. Um, I'm a master student alum from multimedia makeup Academy. Um, I've worked a little bit in the industry on some short films and movies. Um, yet to dabble in TV shows but right now I'm back at school and I'm interviewing some of the people that I really love and that I admire so um, that's what I'm doing here
0: perfect yeah I mean yeah you're the one that comes in with the passion and the desire and makeup that I think Mm. you're gonna be able to anybody that's like considering this and they have that passion maybe they're posting stuff on on instagram or yeah. tiktok
2: we had a good yeah. long yeah. Yeah, conversation about a, tiktok we before started. we
0: recorded today um mm-hmm. but if they're that person and they want to turn that into a profession yeah i i think you're going to be that person that everyone's going to feel that relation of like she's the one that's asking questions for me kind of thing
1: yeah i mean i, I think a lot of the questions that i'm going to be asking i want to know also um and I'm also curious about, so this is going to be an learning experience for me, too. Perfect. Yeah.
0: Well, why don't we introduce who our guest is, because Kelsey and I are going to be here every week, so you'll get mm-hmm. to know us, whatever's going on, but today, we have special effects extraordinaire, lead instructor for the top makeup academy in the state of Michigan, Christina Newman. Woo! Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> That's amazing, Kelsey.
0: You want to read off some of the, the stats uh, as I put it. Uh, as a guy who you know is constantly watching sports, I'm like, what, what's her stat line? What, yes. How many completions yes. uh, per attempts does she have?
1: This is great. <laughs> so, Christina, you have over 10 years of effects experience. Mm-hmm. Um, is that in the industry or outside of the industry? Where did you start? When did you start doing effects makeup was it 10 years professionally or was it 10 years professionally plus some
3: 10 years professionally plus some i
1: apprenticed for a
3: while so those years you don't have any credits are Mm -hmm. you kidding me
1: yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) well wait let's let's do that somebody's jumping in fresh yeah tell me the are you kidding me part so what what's going on there what does somebody need to prepare for with their if they're getting into this industry
3: so um, you know, there's two routes to learn special effects. You can apprentice under another effects artist or you can um, attend a uh, school. Uh, I apprenticed because there were no schools in Michigan and I knew that I wasn't going, I'm laughing because Matt's adjusting and like soft spoken. Um, so I there were no schools in Michigan and I knew I wasn't gonna go out of state um, so I found a, an effects artist who'd kind of done a little bit of everything and I apprenticed um, for a couple of years and it's really about like you're gonna clean the shop you're gonna clean brushes you're gonna work on molds you're gonna um, you know mix up silicone for me you're gonna mix up cement and all the little things that you know you do to get a project done but you're it's not glamorous right right Mm -hmm. um you're not really on set you you made the pieces for the set maybe or you contributed Mm -hmm. to it um but you don't get credited for it
0: all that that should i I like that we're telling this story because i think everybody needs like that that expectation going in like Mm -hmm. when you know, I'm talking about doing the marketing uh, for uh, a makeup academy which would be multimedia makeup Academy We both work there um, so I'm talking about that and, and the the prep work or the uh, what I needed to tell myself is going into like an internship while I'm in business school is yeah I am gonna be grabbing coffee for someone at some point and that's gonna be my day mm-hmm. do I get a lot of fulfillment out of that nope yeah. but you gotta you gotta do it
3: Well, it's not even about you got to do it. You just, hopefully, you know, you connect with the right person Mm -hmm. and you make sure you keep your eyes and your ears open. And so even if you're not directly doing something, you're gleaning from that person um, a skill set or a way to behave or what, whichever. Um, And you, you take that in and you process it and turn it into your own.
0: I like that yeah I mean I, I guess to to your point then there's always going to be many paths right. uh, you know like for me I'm the guy that's getting coffee uh for whoever's my boss <laughs> uh why because uh maybe I, I didn't have the right connections to st- or maybe my dad you know didn't have uh, the right famous people around him or, or rich mm-hmm. entrepreneurs mm-hmm. uh to, to help usher me into a, a better job and, yeah. and that's that's the path that I accepted and took uh yeah. but anyways let's let's back up what were you doing before makeup let's let's talk uh-huh. about that
3: okay so i guess i should say my whole life my whole entire life i've been involved in art of some sort um mostly fine art jewelry and metal sniffing oh uh
0: actually if you abbreviate fine art it's fart yeah go ahead
3: so <laughs> I love me some farts.
0: Oh my god! Um. I just didn't want that to not be said. Uh, um, uh,
3: yeah, I mean, I can
0: appreciate. I that. there's probably people out there that were going fine, fine art. I know.
1: We have Where? to appreciate that. What are we gonna? What are we gonna? <laughs> go no, they're it?
0: familiar with the fart, but they were like, I haven't heard it satisfied. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm yeah, totally ruining your story. <laughs>
3: oh my god! Uh, it's fine. Um, so. I've always loved fine art I thought when I was really young we're talking like seven or eight I thought I was going to get into fashion design as I got older I also besides art loved film movies anything like that and I got into like oh you know how how they do those effects in those movies like I was um I just want to throw this out there god bless my mother she used to let me watch anything I wanted to the rule was I had to watch it with her. So if there was (laughs) something funky in the movie, she could explain it to me. Yeah. So, you know, the questions I always had was like, well, how did they do that? Like, how's that happen? And um, because of my mom letting me watch whatever I wanted to, I ended up with like a massive love for specifically like horror movies, old horror movies. Um, And that paired with, you know loving fashion and loving art and painting and drawing and everything like that i was like well maybe i should go into costuming but then i was in high school and i was on like a really um hardcore art track in school like i i finished what you would consider like your normal classes yeah by my junior year mm-hmm. um so my senior year was all art classes to to work on my portfolio with the goal of turning that into a couple different um, art colleges and trying to get a scholarship because, mm-hmm. you know, not everybody has dough to throw around for college. And yeah. um, it was mainly my mom just, you know, supporting me. And we mm-hmm. didn't have that kind of money, so I had to work my tail off to get some money to go to school. Yeah. Um, but during that time, I had an art teacher. Um, I guess I can say her name. um. I don't know if she'll listen to this, but it was Sheila Lee. She was amazing.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, she was like, you know, I know you like uh, fashion, and I know you really like jewelry design, but you should go into illustration. And I was like, no, I, I really like working with my hands. I'm going to go into jewelry design. Mm-hmm. I, like, I was like, you know, I had my eye on College for Creative Studies back then. It was called Center for Creative Studies. Ooh. I awful. actually didn't I, know I, that. Uh, yes. I had no idea. I didn't uh, know that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, they didn't have a fashion program. Yeah, they did not. Um, by the way, like these two are hilarious, and they will try and get you <laughs> derailed. But one of my superpowers is I can just keep plowing along. So. Uh, and we I love
0: do, you for I it. it all the time in class. Because
1: we can't.
0: Also, can we back up to plowing along and throw into that's what she said? I feel like that oh, was missing there. Okay.
2: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
3: All
0: right, go you ahead. Said something
1: earlier that I was really trying to hold back <laughs> Do on. Do it,
0: yeah.
3: Ooh. All right, wow. wow. This, this is going to be a fun um, show. We love this. So, anyway, Cheers. long story short. Now that
0: you're not derailed,
3: I went to college <laughs> for metal smithing, and I'm sure that um, you know there are plenty of people who finished that program and loved it. Mm-hmm. I, however, got into a year of it and went, "What am I doing?" like i love jewelry and metalsmithing as a hobby this should not be my profession this yeah. is not this is not me and i was yeah. starting to get a little um concerned because i met other instructors there you know and they're they're teaching they're doing this and that they're alumni beautiful pieces but it's like they're, it's not it's not going to make me the kind of money i'm hoping to make in my life yeah and I didn't want to be that person that has to travel around to different art fairs and sit at a booth with all of yeah. my jewelry. Like, that's not me. Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> um, so, I abandoned ship over at CCS. I was mm-hmm. like, nope, I'm going to switch gears.
0: Well, let's talk yeah. about that decision, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, was there this a is...
3: defining moment that yeah. you were like, oh, God, yeah. no. Um, a couple things were happening. One... The department head for the the metal smithing, the jewelry and metal smithing, um, you know classes, he was on uh, sabbatical, mm-hmm. so I didn't have a lot of support from faculty. Right? Huh. Yeah.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, it was. And you got some tuition back, right? No. <laughs> Just kidding.
1: <laughs> no, I did not. We all know that that's not how that works. <laughs> Well, you
0: know how supportive, like, you know, the, the yeah. education systems are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: totally. And the thing is, is like, you know, any any college you go to, you're going to have additional fees, right, for books, whatever. Yeah. But when you are doing jewelry and metal smithing, you have to pay for your own metals, okay? So, Wait, that's a rip-off? Yeah. They don't just give it to you in class. You wow. have to pay for it. So, you're talking about, like, I'm buying sheets of silver, I'm buying sheets of bronze, I'm doing things like this. Some of it's cheap, some of it's not. Right. Um, And I just, I kind of panicked. I was like, okay. So, I got the scholarship.
0: Can I throw in, did they actually, like, think, like, part of this is like, oh, you're going to turn around and sell all this jewelry? Is that at any point, like...
1: No. You yeah, do like you have to pay I mean? for your own supplies yeah, and then like that you're going to make so some money back in college.
0: Yeah, I didn't know if it was like part how? of the deal like they were like you're going to no. pay for all this but trust me, you're going to be so you're great be at this. So it's happy all coming with the back. Results. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's I mean, insane. The other thing. Not that we want to just rail on Is that. Bad. Yeah,
3: And I'm sure it's changed or I think it depends upon what department you're in. Mm-hmm. Um but it's not like so jewelry and metal smithing was considered crafts. The crafts department. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of like really amazing business classes kicking around. Um, like, here's how you're going to market yourself as a jewelry designer, anything like that. Buy y'all. a tarp. Yeah, buy a tarp <laughs> for your tent at the art show.
0: Get a house in Ann Arbor.
1: I got a nice ring at Arts and Apples, I have to say. Just yeah. Fine. It's a possibility. <laughs> right?
3: Uh, um. Yeah, so it was just like I was going into debt. I was fresh out of high school. I was living in, in Detroit, which I actually really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um. But I also lived on campus. I didn't fit in with my roommates. Oh, fun. Yeah, so that was awkward. Mm-hmm. Um. And I just kind of was like miserable. And I also was like, at the end of the day, I think I need to be doing something related to fitness.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: That combines art, fine art, with film of some
0: sort. Yeah, yeah. And that, is that you felt that because of like your mother giving you these opportunities to watch movies early on, or like what what is that? Yeah. <clears throat> I know. So you're making this huge decision to leave school. Right. You've got these boneheads for roommates.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Where where was it like like you didn't go into accounting? Right. Right. Like what was there anything else that was like film is that, well, that best route? You know, Did you see something and like a big old advertisement? No. Get I into didn't. film.
3: Um it it really stemmed from, you know, my mom worked her tail off her whole entire life to yeah. provide for me. And she had jobs that she didn't love.
2: Mm-hmm. And they
3: kind of made her miserable. Um but she stuck with them because she knew she had a kid and she had to make sure that I had you know a roof over my head and clothes on my back and that I was never wanting Mm -hmm. but because I saw that and because she was miserable she always said to me like whatever you do you need to make sure you love it Mm -hmm. you need to make sure you love it and I know um, even up until probably like 10 years ago
2: yeah
3: um, well into my my 20s um, I think she was secretly worried for me, like, what is this, what's this girl going to do? Like, yeah. Um, but the no, one normal thing she was never yeah. worried about was if I loved what I was doing, because yeah. she instilled that in me, like, don't go after jobs you don't love. Yeah. Um, and so that was always in my mind, and because of that I was like, well, you know, I love film so much mm-hmm. that I need to do something film-related. So that's how that... Happened, but it was like a big deal to walk away from ccs they're they're pretty prestigious
2: yeah you know yeah.
3: i had a great scholarship um especially when you're right out of high school and you're used to being like the golden child right and you can do no wrong and then you're like well this is not how what i thought my life was going to be i didn't think i was going to walk away from this college yeah after yeah. a year here but it it felt right to me mm-hmm. and i i honestly
2: i
1: can't even imagine what would have happened if i stayed there yeah So, go ahead i was just gonna say like you mentioned fashion design why Mm -hmm. didn't you why did you choose makeup over fashion design if that's something that you really Uh like why didn't you go into fashion design for film i did you did yeah (laughs) here we are
2: she did (laughs) i did so
3: (laughs) i abandoned ship um at one school and went to another like a technical school um, for fashion design with the idea that I was going to translate that into costume design for film. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. And I loved designing and I loved pattern drafting, which not a lot of people love doing that, but um, it was super fun for me. Mm-hmm. But then I started sewing.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: How many <laughs>
3: fingers did you wreck on that sewing machine? Um, just Not as many as I wrecked with a blowtorch. Working in jewelry and smithing.
0: Oh, okay. Ah, I was gonna right, say I, I didn't. Well, my head burn was like, does does a blowtorch. Does the blowtorch come into play in fabric?
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, Did you ever burn like the tip of a rope off? Well, a, get the fray. That's I the mean, only here's no. A, here's a fun I
0: do
3: <laughs> You um, do burn tests in yeah. in design school so that you understand how fabrics respond to heat, um, and they all have different burning points. Uh, it's very fascinating. So the wow. answer is yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: but yeah.
3: Keep going, please. Yeah. yeah, let's run the. So, uh, I got to, to the sewing portion, um, and I just was like, no, this isn't me. I like, I can't sit at a machine. I felt like a factory worker. <laughs> Nothing wrong with factory workers, but it's just not my mentality. Mm-hmm. Um and even though i was sewing my own creations it just was like i felt like realistically i would want somebody to just sew that for me yeah you know what i mean yeah i will design it i will create the pattern and Mm -hmm. you can cut out the fabric and put it together yeah following my pattern um but it doesn't work that way you can't you know just be like a, a master costume designer straight out of school and expect not to sew anything right while this was all happening and i thought i was going to face another crisis yeah um we were doing student runway shows Mm. and because um everyone knew i could paint and i could draw we had you know other art classes within the school so everybody kind of knew like what i did Mm -hmm. they were like well why don't you do the makeup for the runway shows and i was like what you know why do you want me to do the makeup oh it's like painting right like you can do whatever you want I was like, okay.
1: It's just a different canvas. Yeah, no it's a different deal. canvas, whatever, yeah.
3: same thing. Um, So I
1: started doing that, and I was like, oh, this is very fun, mm-hmm. super fun. Was this just, this was just beauty makeup at the time, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little bit okay. out on the artsy side. I wouldn't yeah. call it, like, straight up uh,
3: avant-garde or anything like that, but, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I had a flair.
1: Yeah, you I was did. was trying to do something. <laughs> um, and you did it! Yeah,
3: yeah but that was kind of when I was like, oh. That's when I had, like, the light bulb moments. Yeah. Of, oh, my God. I'm supposed to be doing makeup for film. Like, that yeah. that's what feels right. That is it. Yeah. Um. So then, you know, I'm still at that school. I have things going on in my personal life, like my stepmom passed, and then my brother passed away, and so a lot of things were happening, and um, in the meantime, I have this side job working at a design department um, at, uh, it was Office Depot, I can say that.
2: They
3: <laughs> okay. would love it. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Office Depot. Yeah. Yep. Shout out. Um, so I was, you know, designing people's business cards for them, whatever, and this was when I feel like Craigslist wasn't so creepy back then. I'm just going to say this. Mm-hmm. I I would peruse Craigslist looking for opportunities. Like, there's a whole section for film crews and,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and creative gigs and things like that. So I would look and see, like, what's going on.
2: Yeah.
3: And I found an effects artist who was advertising. So then I just started stalking. Right? And yeah. And trying to figure out. And, um... That's kind of how I got into effects, because I was like, wow, you know, I could do regular makeup, but I love horror movies, I've always Mm -hmm. wanted to know how to do this, and so I think I need to do effects.
0: I, this, I mean, think, think about, take away the jokes that we made. Right. (laughs) This has been, like, a great, like, just start to finish of... Uh, like wrapping this into you getting into effects, starting with the story of uh, your mom yeah. just letting you absorb pop culture, right. which, mm-hmm. you know, right now, every, this is probably going to come up in like most episodes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not a fan when people do this, so I do apologize.
2: Uh-huh.
0: I have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> you bring everything back to yourself and, and, and your own children. Um, I am struggling so much with trying to figure out like where do you draw the line with some of that stuff? Now obviously she's not gonna be watching the thing when she's six years old, but I mean that's eventually true. eventually it's gotta you go
1: You started watching horror movies when you were like what eight or was no, it like No no, like four.
0: At four? Yeah. Oh man. So yeah. that's where the the whole timetable started it was uh-huh. four. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
1: I should also that's... mention, um, before <laughs> before we go on, yeah that um for people listening, I know Christina very well. Um I went to school at MMA she has taught me, so a lot of these stories I have heard before. Um so <laughs> I thought you were a little bit older. You were really 4 years old when you started watching horror movies.
0: Okay, so then that's it. I, I got to let my baby girl watch thing the thing was it the thing at 4 or were you watching
1: it Was a tone it toned down? Were you watching like blood and guts and gore at 4? There is documentation. I won't explain why there's documentation,
3: <laughs> but there is documentation of me watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre
1: at four years old.
0: And this was Social Services that has that documentation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> CPS. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh my god! Because yeah, we're great.
0: we're already planning like uh, the first Disney trip, and yeah. I have been so like. So I've been planning out, like, what rides can she go on? And even with the rides that she'll be big enough to go on, mm-hmm. I've been told no. Because I want to take her on the dinosaur ride. That's my favorite.
3: Uh, yeah, it's such, a, it's such
0: a fun ride. Mm-hmm. But it's apparently going to be too scary for a two-year-old. But, I, you know, me, I'm just trying to figure out, all right, so she'll be this height at that time. So she's definitely going on the dinosaur ride and that's all I care about. It's like how tall she is. And you know I haven't what? I haven't considered. Is she gonna go through it and just start wailing
3: well, here's three the, seconds let me in. Say this, and this might help you a little bit.
0: I also have a good story about my own experiences with that ride when I was a little guy. Oh
3: my god. Uh, here's what I wanna say. My mom does not like horror movies. Okay. She hates However, so this was actually
0: punishment for you when you were four. No,
3: (laughs) just kidding. (laughs) You're gonna watch this. Strange little girl that didn't like pink and princesses and and wanted to like wear black and purple. That's all I ever wanted to wear as a kid. (laughs) And I had a strange fascination with anything spooky. And it's not. And it was just like whatever little bits and pieces that kind of. Got, came in front of me as a really young child yeah. and it's like what I latched on to. Mhm. So, um that's why she let me watch the things that I did because I was obsessed with them. Mhm. And she thought by watching them with me and explaining things, you know, I could have this but then it, have like a healthier obsession with it and that t- yeah. turn it into something weird. Yeah. And I actually I actually agree with my mom's philosophy. I feel like the more you try to keep a kid away from something that, that seems strange, the stranger the outcome's going to be. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Uh, I like that philosophy. Yeah. So, so my point is that you never know. Like, <laughs> Yeah. If, <laughs> I would say, if I was a parent, which well, I'm sure not, but if my kid had an interest, a massive interest in dinosaurs or something like yeah. that, I'd let them go on the ride it too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? if it turns out that they're into like cupcakes and pink and you know
1: princess unicorns yeah. and
3: rainbows then and it's shit. like yeah. okay we're gonna go meet the princesses at the castle right,
1: right. instead yeah. of the dinosaur ride. Pro-
0: probably yeah. skip a clockwork orange yeah yeah yeah, idea, yeah. Um, but you
1: know what i went on yeah. like some pretty spooky rides when i was younger and i was a very anxious kid yeah like, super duper anxious And don't get me wrong, the rides scarred me for life. Like, I still remember them. But, like, I turned out to be, like, an okay person. So I think the same thing will happen. (laughs) It'll be fine. It's all about parenting afterwards and lots of therapy. Um. Yeah.
0: The one thing I feel like like as I go through having, you know, my first child, I keep realizing there's so many things where your mom took the time to watch that with you and mm-hmm. explain it to you. Yeah. Where like, mm-hmm. there's all these issues of like, when should you let your kids start watching TV? Mm-hmm. And I think the problem is that it's used as like this, the, the, the TV becomes the new parent and you sit the kid in front of the TV and you walk away. Where yeah. there's this opportunity to like, connect with the child, explain what's going on and always be interacting. And I think it's not the fault of like TV consumption. It's the fault of like, lazy parenting yeah kind of thing yeah, and that that seems to be like mm-hmm. the I, I real issue that, that yeah. pops up mm-hmm. uh it's everybody wants to get mad at one thing or another but when you 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 turn back and and look at what the real issue is it was somebody who was initially trying to yeah. avoid being a parent first yeah. right. at least that's what i've seen yeah. Yeah. uh now that i've buried all the parents out there <laughs> <laughs> I've alienated uh i don't know maybe half of our potential audience but, <laughs> Uh, let's talk about, uh, what you're doing now. Uh, yeah, yeah. so, I Actually, think I, I want to start, yeah, do you want to go I first? I have,
1: I have a previous question. Hmm. So, when did you, what happened between your apprenticeship, is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Apprenticeship? Sure. And starting with MMA. So you were a founder of MMA, right? Like, you started on the original team.
3: Well, we only have one founder.
1: Well, yes. I am an OG of them. Yes.
3: So that's like that's like what we like to say. Yes. Um. So we have. Why do
0: you have your fingers crossed while you're saying that? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm (laughs) kidding. Um.
3: Yeah. So there's three of us that have been here since the start. The founder, Devon Testigrosa, and then my one of my partners in crime, Brandy Myrie. So it was the three of us started um, at the school when Devon opened it. Um what was the question again?
1: Where how did that happen? Like how did that happen? Yeah.
3: Okay. How did so, you get here? Yes. So
1: um
3: let me let me think about this. Mm-hmm. Um I was We can
0: crack jokes while you
3: yeah, you can. We'll <laughs> oh, play, like, the Jeopardy fart. theme song. I think that would be great.
0: Fine oh, art. Great. Yeah. Um... Fart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That was not a shot yeah. at fine art, by the way. I know. That was more just me wanting to say fart. Because I we can. I feel like you guys might already know that, but <laughs> oh I need the listeners to yeah. know that. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, I was actually, I just was working in film. And I was also already teaching somewhere else. Mm. Um, The person that I apprenticed for, um, you know, I started working a lot with him on different projects. And then he was teaching, you have to realize this is back when, like, the the film incentives were around in the state of Michigan. Mm -hmm. Because we had these incentives, it was at the same time that we had, like, a really... Huge crash in the local economy. Mm -hmm. So, you had a lot of um, auto workers being laid off. You had a lot of of different people who all of a sudden found themselves without jobs. So, then you have, um, you know, Michigan Works got involved and said that if you had any sort of classes geared towards Mm -hmm. filmmaking, because we had these new incentives, that um, there, there could be money allotted for. These programs and people could sign up through Michigan Works to learn a new skill set to be applied towards film and okay. effects makeup fell into the realm of that. So I started teaching through this other artist, and mm-hmm. then we also got aligned with a um, like Macomb Community College, mm-hmm. things like that. So I was teaching. Um, all the meanwhile, like um, I would cover his classes. He'd go on set, do all these different things. Um, and I was, I was okay with it, but I felt like, you know, I needed to kind of move along. Yeah. Um, and stretch myself further as an artist. Um, by all means, I could have stayed there and had every day a happy, fun day. Um, but I felt like I was going to limit myself had I done that. So I was kind of like looking around, kind of seeing what was going on and about the same time I found an ad for the school that needed instructors someone had told Devon about me oh so when I called she's like wait a second Christina Newman like you do a fax at at blah 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 I was like yeah she's like oh someone told me about you I was like oh okay
1: you're still working at the college at this point
3: Well, well doing
1: stuff um, at the,
3: the effect studio and for yeah. Okay.
0: I'll say that, that, that is the absolute best way to network is just to be so good at your job that your name gets out there yeah. before you even Yeah, you didn't even know so it, did you? Yeah, that's There's awesome. Somebody I idea. someone,
3: you. you know, threw my name out there, but, mm-hmm. um, we met up and, you know, I showed her my portfolio and yeah. chit-chatted and, you know, the, the great thing about Devon is even if she she knew she needed an effects person, um, she doesn't always know a ton about effects, but she can recognize in other people when they know what they're talking about. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, that's how I
2: got hired. Very cool. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, if, if you want, I, I'm running out of time, but I, I did want to focus on a couple things mm-hmm. of, like, um, what it, what it actually is, you've turned your makeup education into, like how, what this career is for you now. And yeah. then uh, I do want to talk about, too, so just, you know, we're, we're going to have tons of oppor- opportunities to have you as a guest again. But at some point, we need to talk about where, because you, you and I have talked about this, but where special effects is going mm-hmm. from here. Right. So first, first things first, let's, you know, this is the podcast Make Up Your Life. So you've taken makeup in, uh, you know, like we've just talked about, you're part of this academy as mm-hmm. an instructor. Uh, but kind of describe for us like, what the feelings are that come with that yeah. and so why this is more important than just doing like that freelance right. work. So
3: that's super simple. Um, when I initially signed on to, to MMA, I did like teaching. I already liked it from doing it previously. However... Yeah. The fact that I had, I got to like nurture my own department, um, you know, set up this effects curriculum, and I was totally 100% emotionally invested in the outcome of what happened to the students. It's kind of like it took over um, my desire for wanting to be in a film set. Mm -hmm. By all means, I still love special effects. I love art. But now it's about me teaching the skill set to someone else. And hoping that you know they take what they've learned from me yeah. and go and apply it into the real world and knock it out of the park. Like that's yeah. that's what I want for every student that's here um, and that's what motivates me and drives me to um, keep switching things up in the classroom um, I will bring Kelsey into this for one second because she <laughs> likes to hop in and out of classes even though she's graduated which is great we offer that to anybody yeah. But she's always like, wait, you didn't do this in the class um, when I was there. And I'm like, that's because, you know, I keep tinkering with things. I'm never going to um, say this is how you do it. It's always this way. Like, if I figure out a, a, a better way to do something or a different way, um, that's the first thing I share with my students. Yeah. So um, for those that are listening, like, you would benefit from hopping in and out of class from time to time time again but the thing with special effects is there's like you know there's that saying like what there's like 50 ways to skin a cat or whatever um that's kind of how it is with effects too. there's like 50 different routes to take for the same end result and it's just about which you prefer um so that's where I will mess around and tinker with things Mm -hmm. and you
1: know whatever I feel like will get the best result um is what I show the students very cool and I think that's really awesome too. that even though you're 10 plus years into doing effects makeup you're still learning 100% I think
3: um, I'm just gonna because you all know how I feel about Dick Smith right yes um, for those of you that don't know Dick Smith is an amazing or was an amazing effects artist and a mentor like to so many people are who are so amazing and effects but his whole entire career that's all he did was kept pushing himself Um, learning new technique coming up with different things and different ways to solve problems and I feel like that's The best route to go. You can't just sit on your laurels and say well I learned it this way, so this is how I'm always gonna do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, speaking of um, Dick Smith, um, I actually watched your interview um, on MMA's YouTube channel about your best work Mm -hmm. um, and you mentioned that you have looked at Dick Smith as um, a really big influence in yeah, your life and a yeah. really big idol in your life. and You've taken part of him with you in your career and mm-hmm. um, you have mentioned that you want to have your students take a piece of you with them. Yeah. Um, what does that look like to you? So it's about legacy, that's mm-hmm. what I want to say.
3: Some artists their legacy is their body of work. Mm -hmm. I consider my students my body of work Mm
2: -hmm.
3: that's how I feel so um, you know if I can impart any wisdom or any technique to them and and really at the end of the day I I actually pride myself on being a wonderful human being I (laughs) try my hardest and I think it's really easy to get caught up in in everyday details of life and sometimes it's easy to snap or lose sight of that and especially like the rigors of the film set so I really really try to instill like keep your calm treat everybody like a a human being treat them like how you want to be treated and the biggest thing is share if you come across another artist and they're struggling share
2: Mm -hmm.
3: what do you mean by share share what um share your knowledge Mm -hmm. help them because yeah. you're just empowering the makeup community as a whole. Yeah. Um some people think that they have everything's trade secret and they need they have to yeah. squirrel it away and hide it
1: mm-hmm. and
3: not show their technique
1: and that is not my philosophy. Yeah. It's not all competitive, right? All the time. It shouldn't be. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I, Absolutely. like
0: all walks of life. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is definitely my my realm of like jumping into the, these ideas of like yeah where we're all gonna die what was the point of keeping that secret what was the point of holding it to yourself you know like if it's if somebody
3: kfc yeah exactly (laughs) you know what i mean yeah but
0: it's (laughs) well yeah you just came up with the perfect example i don't know i don't know where to go from here now (laughs) now i am thrown off the rails (laughs) (laughs) but like what if you want to make the argument that, you know, now my family and, and uh, you know, going further will have more money because I held on to that secret and I was investing yeah. that money. Right. I guess that's one thing.
3: But can you but sleep at night?
0: Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. Yeah,
3: that's how I feel. There could yeah. be
0: the uh, the effect on the world... Now, and again, we're talking makeup for your thing. I'm jumping into this is like, this <laughs> this philosophy of how to, everybody should be living their lives is yeah. a little less competitive and a little more, you know, put for a hand out. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, I could not... I could... Let me make sure I get that right. I could not respect that more.
1: Well, yeah. I well, have uh, one final question because we are running out of time. Um, but what is one thing that you want somebody who's listening to take away from this podcast with you like, was something you want to um, either instill in somebody that's listening or you want to empower them in something mm-hmm.
0: or you just want to remind them to grab yeah. their airpods.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> I definitely think that it's never, you're,
3: it's never too late to do what you love to mm-hmm. be honest. And don't, I mean, have, have, Um, high um, hopes for yourself but don't don't stick to what you thought your life was going to be I think I'm a really great example of you know I thought I had everything set in stone and then as I'm trucking along through life I realize I don't and I need to follow my um, intuition and where it's led me is to something wonderful so Mm -hmm. that's what I would say it's never too late To start, you know, the next
1: chapter. Absolutely. I'm
0: going to put you on the spot, too. Mm Do you have any quick plugs for yourself? Yeah. Instagram or... Where can we find you?
1: Where can we see your work?
3: Well...
0: Where can one learn from Christina Newman?
3: You would have to, if you want to learn from me directly, you need to come to the school. Um, We are Multimedia Makeup Academy. I've been here from the beginning with the other OGs, Devon and Brandy. We have wonderful staff, we have amazing students, and we pride ourselves on community. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Showtime Synergy.
0: Very nice. Good. Christina, you're going to be back on this podcast. So, okay, be ready. We are going to I think the next time I have you on, I want to talk about like the future of this industry because you and i have some very strong opinions on on what's going on yeah. with special effects mm-hmm. and uh practical effects i think is is uh-huh. a big conversation yeah. uh puppetry who's been watching puppetry. baby yoda oh he's so cute man.
1: did you know that baby yoda is actually 50 years old yes in that first isn't that that wow. my mind was blown no yeah. mm-hmm. it's like no you're a
0: child. <laughs> no, you're not. So you were pointing at the screen saying that. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you. We do have to wrap up. So yes. I, that was, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> yes, <I am>. <laughs> <laughs> thank you again so, uh, so much, Christina. We'll have you back on. Yeah. Everybody, thanks for tuning in uh, to Make Up Your Life. And we hope that uh, you got some great insight into uh, where you're at right now and how that path can change to be more rewarding in the end. Uh, So, again, thank you, Christina, Kelsey. This is going to be an amazing ride. This is a fantastic (laughs) first recording. Might not be our first episode, like I stated before. Who knows how we're going to line these up. Mm -hmm. Fabulous first recording. Uh, So thank you again uh, for tuning in, everybody.